with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own shaky bakey. Van Helsink. With me all the way across the Atlantic Ocean is the gold standard in ghost hunting, the god of infrasound, Steve Parsons. Good evening. How are you? Outstanding. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Have you been reading anything this week? No. Oh, that's a relief. (laughs) Why? Well... Regular listeners will know why. Hmm. Hmm. Just because I, but now as you mentioned, I have a book in my hand, so I could be reading. Anyway, I, you know, I've been looking at different types of phenomena throughout. The... Right. Anyways, what's new with you before I get into anything? Well, it's summer. Weirdly, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here in the UK, it's suddenly become the summer again. After six weeks of autumn, we've now gone straight back into summer. Oh, it's warm? It's warm, blue skies, balmy winds. We um, we even went out this evening to um, a little harbour so that the boys could have a get their feet wet. Hmm. Outstanding. We have another one tomorrow. Yeah. We've and then had, autumn uh, returns again. We, we had a rainy week, of course, and everything. So anyway. Yeah, we've had seven or eight weeks of that. Yeah. Yeah, but a complete washout until today and tomorrow. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, I had a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, the, uh, the, how is the thing coming for you, the, the new book there, or whatever it is? Uh, Paravision. Paravision, there you go. Well... You know, despite the fact that it's the school holidays, so the boys are around all the time. I'm, I'm just about done with my bit. Um, I've got a couple of, um, I think three chapters, um, which have, the first drafts have been completed, but mm-hmm. I am an inveterate uh, tweaker, yeah. so I'll probably, I'll probably spend the next. Because the the manuscript deadline isn't until the end of December, so I've got plenty of time to tweak, mm-hmm. adjust, and play around with things. I want to give us. You know how I like to get things just right. Yeah, well, I mean that's what most books. I mean, they're quality books, anyways. Uh, you look at some. I was going to say, yeah, there's most. Quality. There's I mean, yeah, there there are a few. The books that we wrote, yeah, uh, Maureen and I, were you know back and forth so many times uh rewrites and everything so yeah it's it's i think it's important i think it's an important part of the book writing process i do so before we get going i want want to give a shout out to two patreon listeners in the chat room john 
and uh, Jan. So they're both members of the Dead Air Society, uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. You too can become a member. Uh, I just post, posted the latest uh, just video. Just post your bank details and we'll take the rest. <laughs> no, I just posted the regular. Uh, uh, see, you got me all messed up. Regular video on there oh. uh, from um, Ann, uh, who did a, a nice bit on uh, Ann Carrigan, Blonde Bomb Show, who did a nice bit on uh, a, a grave. So uh, you could check that out on when you become a member of Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon for three bucks a month. Anyway. All right. So back to so did the shout out so we can carry on. Well, that's cool. In fact, the mention of our Dead Air Society has got me thinking because mm-hmm. you did talk about Paravision um, a few moments ago. Yes, I'm, I did. I'm minded to, um, in a, it, when I'm finished with one of the chapters, I'm minded to release it um, as a preview chapter to our Patreons. Really? Yeah, why not? Wow, that's that's pretty. Uh, Just remind pretty... me nearer the time, but yeah, um, I think I, I think you know that'll be around Christmas time. It'll be be my Christmas gift to our Patreons. Oh, I'll that's very of, sweet of you. I'll release one of the preview chapters. Hmm. Excellent, excellent thing. So anyway, um, okay, so we talked about that. Yeah, so I was uh, looking at a uh, different, I guess, phenomena. Phenomena, yeah. Paranormal phenomena, I guess, is, I guess phenomena. you would call it. Boop, 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 boop. you would call it. All around the world is these Phenomena. What's that? Song. Phenomena. Phenomena. Don't know it. Yeah. Okay. So, you're lost, my game. So, anyways. you're lost. Yeah. It, and it's, uh, it's actually in a book called Unexplained Mysteries of the 20th Century, Ooh. which includes... Uh, Has it got the Georgia um, election in there? Yes. And uh, includes uh, pictures, and it has uh, a lot of eyewitness testimony, which is interesting. Um, because this is what I think the paranormal, and I believe you do too, is is its personal experience. Uh you know, these experiences happen to different people. But anyway, and that's their beliefs. But it carries all different things, which is, I mean, it looks at, so I, I don't know. It, it, it carries everything from, like, ghosts, of course, to, like. Um, George and Electric. <laughs> to, like. uh <gasps> Ghostly voices, you know, uh, wing people, um, of course, ball lightning, spook, uh, spook lights, uh, wow. sea serpents and lake monsters, uh, hauntings, of course, UFOs, USOs, or whatever they're called. Um, and then stone thrown by invisible assailants, uh, which is a big deal on, on uh, uh, most haunted. A very big so, deal on most haunted. Yeah. Each episode hinged on that. So, I mean, is that until I started watching Most Haunted, I had never heard about stones being thrown during an investigation. 
Yeah. Well, not necessarily during the investigation, but stone throwing by unknown assailants, as I'm sure yeah. the book will tell you, goes back many, many centuries and has been recorded, you know, way, way back in the Middle Ages um, and throughout, you know, throughout history. Mm. Um, people have reported their houses being pelted with um, missiles, predominantly stones, but other missiles as well. And I don't mean like patriots, I mean like missiles as in rocks and pebbles and sods of earth and excrement. It's quite common, actually. Yeah, uh, they often used to be attributed to the devil or to demons. But in our enlightened times now, we still don't have an explanation, so it could well be devils and demons. Yeah, that's we, the thing. We tend to lump it into the poltergeist category these days. It's, I mean, that's the thing. We, uh, we, we, we call something like early investigate, like you said, stone throwing, devil, devils and demons. And then all of a sudden, to change things around and make us look more enlightening, we now say it's, it's a poltergeist activity. Unless you're Zach Bagans, in which case it's devils. Yeah, and everything's demons. demons. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But to get that is, one in there. is it? We don't know. That's the thing. It, like you said, it really could well, be we know devils it happens. and demons. Yeah, we know it happens. Yeah, and it's been very well documented um, by you know competent researchers, and it's been going on for hundreds of years. It, this is not a new phenomenon. This is not a creation of most haunted or Zach Bagans. Um, you know, people have had their have been under attack by you know objects being thrown and flung. Predominantly, the new thing with most haunting was it happened indoors, inside of a building. You know, yeah, people, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay, go ahead. That's the new part. Historically, it was the building itself um, that came under assault. Pelting, yeah. This this um, unknown pelting by un or this pelting by unknown assailants. Yeah, because here in the states, we had, of course, at the. The, the bell witch haunting yeah you know and also even even up here in uh dover massachusetts i mean new hampshire uh there was a, a stone throwing uh demon uh that occurred over a certain period of time and and they seem to disappear now you and i talked in a previous show about crap falling from the sky everything from birds and oh yeah i yeah. mean fish and everything else is this that same you think it's that no. same type of farmer no. or do you think it's no. totally separate it, it it is i mean you look at the details of of the reports and they are obviously diff different um there was you know early early civilizations did attribute uh i mean we're talking about you know sort of in the medieval period they did attribute falling um Meteor, uh, they, it, they used to criticise people who said that you know rocks fell from fell out of the sky. Now meteorites were were well known. Um, you know the Egyptian um, Egyptians when they excavated Tutankhamun's tomb, they found a knife made from meteorite iron, and it was considered to be a gift from the gods. These rocks that were, you know, contained very high proportion of iron. Uh, because, you know, there are two types of meteorites. There's the chondrites, which are the stony ones. And I can't remember the name of the iron ones off the top of my head, but there are stone and there are iron. Right. Um, and the, the Egyptians used the iron that fell from 
as a gift from the gods, fell from the sky. But you know, as we as we progress through later societies, there was this sort of "don't be ridiculous, rocks can't fall from the sky." Now they, you know, meteorites do. We understand what they are, and they intermittently do land. You know, there was a case in, you know, there's been cases here in the UK and in the USA where somebody's, you know, asleep in their bed um, has woken to discover a hole punched through the roof and through the ceiling of the bedroom. And there's a rock lying next to them that's, you know, come from outer space. Mm -hmm. This is completely different than these um, peltings by unknown assailants where for a period of days, weeks, months, the home, predominantly the home, um, sometimes it's focused on on an individual, but they come under a sustained um, uh, attack that comprises many dozens of uh, missiles being flung in their direction. Now, that's a very, very different proposition. Now, don't the cases change too? I mean, it starts off with stone throw, and then it 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 morphs to a different type of phenomena, or is it just strictly the stone throwing, and then that's it? Well, there are variabilities. I mean, you know, um, it tends, by and large, it does tend to be um, a particular, you know. So a period of time where the house property, occasionally an individual, comes under the sustained attack, which then gradually over time um, decreases and stops altogether and isn't repeated. Um, I, it's, it doesn't tend to be associated with hauntings or any other you know, phenomena such as apparitions or... Uh, and that's what's so so perplexing about it, because it it seems to be like something has taken um, offence at either the the you know the person in the house or the house itself, and just pelts it, and then the activities stop after you know everybody's completely annoyed, irritated, wound up, scared, frightened, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It goes away. Interesting. I know that, uh, in fact, I'm looking at it right now, is that uh, psychic investigator Guy Lyon Playfair personally witnessed an outbreak of stone throwing in Brazil in September 1974. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that case? Uh, not that particular one. Um, I know it's mentioned in one of his books. Um, Guy's been a guest on the a guy was perhaps more notably known as one of the two lead investigators at the Enfield Poltergeist. Right. And he was brought in specifically by Morris because of the um, his expertise, which he gained in South America, investigating poltergeist-type cases in South America. And you have great respect for this gentleman, right? Oh, absolutely. He's okay. he's one of my heroes. So I'm going to give you a little his little synopsis of it. It was uh, happening in a slum area named Cara Pica Cuba, or something like that, in which uh, he arrived on uh, September 24th. Uh, the bombardment had uh, progressed for more than three weeks. Six small houses, so six houses, were the focus of the attention. As Playfair talked to 
two of the affected residents, this is what happened. This is uh, his words. A hail of stones or pieces of brick fell out of a cloudless blue sky, rebounding off the roof of one of the house onto another at a lower level. I cannot say how many stones were thrown. I clearly saw a small puff of uh, tile dust as the projectile struck it in the roof uh, directly in my line of vision, which was 10 feet from him. I was standing a small piece of broken tile landed at my feet and I was talking to, uh, to, talking to, to a woman. I picked up it up at once and showed signs of having been recently broken. So that he, he actually witnessed this. And I have no doubt that he is telling the truth. No one was hit from the missiles. That 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 is one one interesting aspect that very few people actually suffer injury. Um, the most common explanation is, of course, that somebody, a disgruntled neighbour, or employee, or that's a Joe Nickel explanation. Well, it is the most common. Um, and in one or two cases, that has been that that actually was the reality of it. Yeah, um, you know it. It does, you know, there is a human element in some cases, but you know, as as um, Guy described in his book, uh, which you just read from, well, you read an extract from. Um, there isn't always a satisfactory explanation for these phenomena. The, and, perplexing. The, and the interesting thing, it's it's like, you know, when, as, as I mentioned, I, I was first aware of it uh, to most haunted. So I thought it was a, an English phenomena. And as we mentioned earlier, that it's all happened in the States. But in this book, it goes through places all over the world where this happens, yep. like Australia, India, he was France, in, India. Yeah, India, West Indies, uh, you know. Yeah, it is, it, is world, it is worldwide and spans many centuries. It is not a, the only, I mean, as I said before, the recent change in phenomena, because stone throwing at buildings seems to have diminished. The, or, or people aren't reporting them in the same way because we're not seeing, um, I haven't seen a report in many years. But what you do see quite commonly since Most Haunted is the occasional stone throwing that takes place indoors. Hmm. Now, that, that was the new move. That was the new part of the phenomena that was depicted on television. Um uh, are there cases in 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 real life? Other than, I mean, there I are very very limited cases where object, but it you know, you know I don't know of very many at all. But if you then you know go to two thousand and two and the start of most haunted, it becomes very common. And what you see then is a huge upkick in the number of people reporting um, objects being thrown, small stones. Um, nuts, bolts, screws, um, whatever's to hand, really. Yeah. But they they tend to be you know small, pocketable sized items. Yeah, which is that's the sad part about. I, I mean, I've been on a on. I think I'm trying to. I know at least one, maybe two investigations, where 
uh, coins were were. Yeah, I was going to say, I should have said coins. But yeah. The only problem with that is, you know, it, it's so so common. In other words, it's someone it could is incredibly common. Yeah, now. someone can stick their hand in their pocket, and and you're in yeah. the night if it's especially if it's in the dock, uh, and you just uh, somebody. I, gives I've, a little I, I've I've actually caught people throwing stuff. Throwing um, coins. Not not on most haunted. I stress, but yep. uh, during investigations, I've actually witnessed it. Um, like a public event vacation. I mean, investigation yeah, yeah. where, yeah, where yeah. people were, you know, taking objects from their pockets, uh, which most often is coins. Um, but there was sense, the occasional that's what they would have on it. Have on there them. was also the occasional nut, bolt, and screw that they'd mm. picked up from, you know, around a place, right. um, and then yeah. Uh, you know, surreptitiously flung them when nobody was looking. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, modern equipment we can see in the dark. Yeah, we um, caught we caught one person doing that on a public and, ghost. Hunt. Yeah. So it, our camera. Yep. and what you end up there with is the copycat. Now the copycat has been put forward as one of the expl- explanations. I think Guy also mentioned it that um, you tend to have spates of copycats. It's almost like nature is copying itself. Really? Um, I, I don't mean, you know, the stones start throwing at a building and then people, oh, that's a good idea. I didn't like them much anyway, so I'll lob a few. <laughs> um, you know, it tends to happen in waves. So you get, it's almost like nature's becoming the copycat. If that makes any sense at all. Well, are you saying nature or are you saying some unseen or paranormal explanation? Well, we we don't have an explanation. That's the the long and short of it. But when you you call it nature, you make it sound like a natural phenomenon. Well, nature as in the great sort of... Unknown? Yeah, the the karma. um, You can call it God. You could call it Gaia. You know, it has many names. Biden. Biden. No, he's asleep. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just found it fascinating uh, where there are so many reports from all over the world of, of the yeah. phenomena. And you're right. You don't have I, I have never come across a single case where someone has been hit by the stones you're right it's i've heard people you know i've, I've, I've well i've, I've heard it. yeah i don't want to get into the the whole no, social I mean, media I'm, ghost I'm, 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 yeah i'm sure you've seen the media go something where they they claim how narrowly the you know the knife missed the presenter yeah. and you know another inch in you know, to one side and it would have you know severely injured them but reality is people are very rarely hit let alone injured. In the Enfield case, one of the uh, witnesses was hit by a Lego brick um, that was flung inside the property by the uh, poltergeist. Really? And it, and it did leave a, you know, a mark. Mm-hmm. But they weren't they weren't seriously injured by the Lego brick. But they you know they they were pelted by a Lego brick, a plastic brick. Okay, so that's. Okay, a little bit different. But and in fact, there are also reports where objects being thrown have suddenly changed direction to avoid a person or stopped, you know, virtually stopped dead and failed to describe a ballistic trajectory. 
because whenever an object is launched or thrown, it follows a ballistic curve. Right. Um, you know, that's why we, you know, when we throw stuff, we aim stuff and it goes more or less in a predictable way. Right. Sometimes um, but, you, you but, aim over the, over the yeah. object you hurt. Yeah. yeah. Or you hit them if your aim's lousy. But mm-hmm. are, there are also interesting reports where people um, witnessing an object in flight, a missile in flight, describe it not traveling ballistically that it seems to swerve, veer, or massively alter its trajectory in order to avoid hitting somebody. So is this inside a house one? These were inside. These were inside. Okay, so this is the change one. Okay. Because, you know, it's curious. I mean, these, are, these are way before most haunted. Yeah. The, uh, the What's on the outside of the building? Uh, I would... Do, would you attribute them to ghostly activity or a, or a, a uh, what would you attribute them to? It's just a phenomenon well, I mean, itself? Or? Reluct- well, I would be reluctant to attribute it to anything at the moment. Exactly. We, we so it's just more of a standalone? Um, when, the, when the objects, when the missiles have been looked at, they tend to be of local origin. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't traveled from hundreds, thousands of miles. Um, you know, they tend to be stuff that's nearby. Um, with the exception of oddities like, you know, explainable phenomena. That right. Seem yeah, bizarre, we, like, stuff we talked about, you know, like falling out of fish and frogs. And, yeah. And, and, stuff and blue like ice and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. But, you know, I mean, there have been fish falls where the fish have been identified as being a particular species that come from a particular place. That's yeah, I know him. <laughs> um, I think but, I caught him know, the other day. <laughs> but what we're talking about is, you know, the objects that tend to be pelted tend to be locally sourced. Hmm. You know, as Guy, as Guy said earlier, you know, a piece of brick or tile, which could have come from another roof. And that in those situations, it's not unreasonable to maybe consider the idea of somebody, you know, a human agent um, manipulating, you know, they had a grievance or they were playing for the investigator. That does happen, too. Yeah. Um, you know, people, oh, they've got the they've got that Englishman in here that, you know, he's a bit crazy. Let's put on a bit of a show for him. Geez, I think uh, I remember something like that. But anyways, we have to take a break. <laughs> so uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick right here on Tojinet Radio. And we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon become a member of uh, the Dead Air Society, uh, like Jan and John in the chat room, and uh, you too will get exclusive access to videos. We'll be right back. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge.
you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. double edition and we can we would like to take this opportunity to confirm that the contents of the recently found Ron Colex laptop did not contain any evidence of him taking bribes what did you find my laptop did you take it with yeah. you no you left it in uh, for repair mm-hmm. I have I have not been able to ever find that laptop just totally disappeared. Lots of stuff on that too. It really irritates me. Oh, unbelievable. That's so a subject. I wish you had never brought that up. Wait 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 till the photographs appear in the Washington mm-hmm. the New York Times. Yeah, my naked photographs. Good. Oh, oh, stop it. <laughs> uh good news for you. The uh just expanded terminal E at Logan. It's really nice now. They got the nice lounges in there. I remember all the work being done last time it was over. Oh yeah. Well, of it was all closed off. Really, really nice now. Yeah. But what were anyway, you doing in terminal E at Logan? Uh, that's just saw a bit on the news. They won't even let people see it. Uh they it's kind of hush, but uh, the parts I could see it was very nice lounge areas and everything else. Well, they were doing a lot. I mean, over the last, you know, when I was there last uh, Mm. year ago, they were doing a lot of remodeling inside Terminal E and a lot of building work outside. So uh, going back to the strange phenomenon and stuff that's that's occurring, uh, mysteries. And one of the things that I I, people don't like to put it in this category because it has religious context, of course, is the visions of the Holy Mary, uh, Mary, Mary Magdalene, or not Mary Magdalene. You mean the BVM? The what? Well, it's abbreviated to the BVM, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Thank you, Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah, as I stumbled. Just say the BVM, everybody else does. She doesn't mind. There seems to be a, a lot of phenomena associated with that. In other words, you know, uh everything from like 
you know, weeping to uh, visions to uh, her, sun moving about in the sky, um, her appearing out of nowhere and talking to people. And but it, it's it's a paranormal phenomenon that people don't really. Oh, speaking about that, uh, you know, you heard about the terrible fire in Maui, right? Yeah. Wiped out that town. Yeah, except except um, a couple of big properties, Oprah Winfrey's and the one owned by um, Obama. I know you said Osama bin Laden then, but. <laughs> but right in the middle of the entire wiped out town stands the church devoted to the Blessed Virgin Mary, completely green all around it. Everything else is burnt. It got unscathed by the fire. So anyway, so. Well, that was lucky. Yeah, lucky. That's it. <laughs> but I mean, why do we have the? Why is there so much phenomena associated with that? And why don't we like to consider it as paranormal phenomena? Well, it is considered paranormal or supernatural. It's oh, definitely, people. it's definitely, um, you know, uh, it's definitely not ignored. There are a number of books um, on the subject. The uh, Marian apparitions, as they're called, the appearances of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there are, you know, we all know the notable places. You've got Knock in Ireland. You've got um, Lord, Lords in Lords. France. Yes. Yeah, you've got, um, um, yeah, there's, I, God, I can never remember. In fact, I've, I've got four. Um, artistic renderings on the wall of my office, each of them relating to one of the um, Blessed Parents. Virgin apparitions. Interesting stories associated with each Mike one. Mike Gurry, that's the one. Major Gurry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, yeah, Rosie's. I, actually, it's the weirdest thing. Somebody, I got, somebody sent me a whole pile of rosaries and prayer cards. And sure it wasn't me. From from uh, Major Gurry. Uh, no, it was it was a, a, an investigation I did at somebody's house, up oh. in. Uh, I brought you some stuff over relating to. Well, no, I, this is up up in New Hampshire. Somebody, somebody's uh, house that we investigated. We did an investigation of, and she was on a plane one day, and a, some guy was sitting next to her, and and gave her a whole bag of uh, things <laughs> from Major Gurry. He was on the way back, and he said. Uh, uh, you know, I think you should have these. And then she said, sent them to me and said, I think you should have them. So I ended up with them and I have been well, giving I've them got, I've, got a, I've got a box full of the bloody things upstairs. Um, I've mm. got holy water and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah, I got holy water from, from everywhere. From Knock, from Lord. Um, yeah. I've got, you know, all manner of relics and um, yeah, relics. I, in fact, I gave you one from uh, the Virgin Mary. I forget you where did. it is. You did. It's I'm a miraculous also... medal. And I've got, um, you know, in amongst that lot, there's one of the, there's a sliver of wood from one of the coffins of Fatima, the children yeah. of Fatima. Oh, um, I, I got a piece of the cross. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> since it's it, the, the cool thing about it, it's inside so a, a million uh, others. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's inside, a, it's inside a little crucifix and it has a With little, little magnifying glass. Yeah, you're, you're, you're no, it's a it's a crucifix, and you roll out this pen, and then the back opens up, and then inside is a is an old parchment written in Latin and uh, something, and uh, there's a little teeny 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 
piece of wood in it. So that's what I. Well, most most of those most of those types of um, yeah, those they were they they have um, a little like spyglass with a a very simple meniscus lens. This is old. This is really old. Came back in World War Two. I mean, I've got some. I've got some that go back to the Victorian period, and they've all got this some little little window so you can peer at your relic and magnify Mm. it so you can see the bloody thing because it's so tiny. Um, you know, it, it is um, literally the smallest possible fragment of bone, um, fabric, wood. Um, it could just be a speck of dust. You you know, mm-hmm. you never know really. And of course, the Catholic no. Church were still are um, perhaps one of the best marketing agent you know, agencies in the world. Um, you know. Every Christmas we get out the the um, Blessed Virgin Mary lamp with the revolving lampshade. Oh, wow, from, that's cool. That came from Fatima. Um, the lampshade revolves, and of course, as it revolves, it's it's kind of a calliotrope, I think they call it, um, or calliope. Yeah. Anyway, it projects the sort of rays of light all around the room and plays cool. plays music very cool and uh, and on the christmas tree we hang the glitter adorned blessed virgin mary's and jesus's mm. we've even got and i've got one for you now finally a blessed virgin mary um toast stamper Oh, so cool. Those are the coolest things. So you can impress the Blessed Virgin Mary into a slice of fresh white toast. And then you can frame it, press it, put it on your wall. Toast it. Then the you can, yeah, yeah. Then you too can have the Blessed Virgin appear on a loaf. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and going back to the, the serious, why, why? I mean, you, you said there's some books, but we never really hear. It doesn't seem like it's taken seriously. Is it because of the religious mm-hmm. aspects of it? I'm surprised because, you know, both myself and Anne Winsper have an enormous, you know, sort of collection of this paraphernalia um, relating to the BVM, the Marian apparitions. Mm-hmm. And probably, you know, I've got about a dozen books on the subject on my shelf. Um, it's something that, you know, we've always been interested in. We've always followed. It's still yeah, you top- and maybe me. It's but... still topical. And there are, you know, there are lots and lots and lots of people who are interested in the subject. Hmm. I think I bet possibly... you we lost half the people in our show already talking about oh. it. Because they, people don't associate with this type of phenomena with the paranormal, but it really is. Well, it is because it's, you know, it's, it's, the, it's an apparition. It's an apparitional um, event, an apparitional it's, experience. It, it perhaps is even more than that because it, there's so much associated with that particular phenomena. I mean, you have, like I said, the, the crying statues. You have, you have the uh, the. Well, that's slightly different. I mean, you know, the Marian statues, the weeping statues. Um, they're also known from India, from Hindu Hindu uh, culture as well. Yeah, but I, I didn't finish it. I mean, you have everything like, and also the Lady of Guadalupe, uh, the robe there, or whatever the heck her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
there's there's so many different things. You have the apparition, you have the different types of phenomena. Is what I'm getting at. Uh, I'm not talking about you know you you, you know you see the Virgin Mary at toast. Uh, you know these are other ones that seem to occur. I mean, even the the strange thing about that church by itself, people say, oh, that's that's a phenomenon associated with a thing. In fact, I went to mass uh, because, as you know, I'm going to be officiating uh, my son's wedding, and so I had to speak to the priest after mass. But uh, I went to the mass on Tuesday. Plus, it was a holy day of obligation, and that's one of the things they brought up in mass. So, you know, of course, the Catholic Church jumps all for that, but other people just chose to ignore it. Uh, so it, it's intriguing. I think. Anyway. I, I think it's, it's a very well-known phenomenon uh, worldwide. And I don't think that people... How many TV shows are on it? Um, uh, there's a few. Maybe, maybe In Search of did an episode or maybe... No. There's been a few. I think it was there was an X Files episode that involved it. There was a, oh, I love the X Files. Yeah, there was an episode of another series that that, that uh, developed that storyline mm-hmm. um, and linked it with Stigmata and all of the other associated oh, yeah. phenomena. Um, it's it's. I wouldn't have said that's not main. That's absolutely mainstream paranormal stuff. Hmm. See, I would not I mean, say it, that because I don't think anybody here in the States associates with it. Um, which genuinely surprises me because, broadly speaking, America is more religious than the US than the UK is. Yeah. Um, you know, far well, this, more there are, there are far more churchgoers in the USA than the UK, and I don't just mean, you know, because of the bigger population. I mean, as a percentage, we just don't go to church anymore over here. But the, um, the, the majority of your paranormal investigators are, are non. Well, it's not Catholic. something you encounter, you know, routinely. You know, mm-hmm. I've never, I have, you know, I've had a sort of a peripheral brush against a religious uh, phenomena. Yet, um, Steve, they all embrace the devil in their thing. This is all yes, the that devil. that is a bit story. weird. That is a bit you weird. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? They Well, in, in that respect, I mean, you can blame Zach. Because, <laughs> oh, it's it, before that. I mean, it, no, 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 no. It. The I ghost mean, well, did yeah, it. they uh, did it. Yeah, you, you Ryan can. Bull. Ryan Bull did it. Yeah, and it, I think it's kind of like we've, you know, the show's run out of an attraction. We've got to find. In terms of television, they all started off in the same way. They all went looking for ghosts in haunted buildings. They did, and, and what they were looking for was the, you know, the sort of the benign white lady who drifted silently or the the fellow with his head tucked under his arm but they became passe and you know you've got to up the ante so then they went through the murderers and the victims and the cohorts of the murderers and the trapped children always held against the will and forced to sing nursery rhymes uh, because they always sing nursery rhymes (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then, you know, you up the ante some more. What are you left with? You've got to go to de- demons and devils. Yeah, I suppose. And uh, you know, I, and because they are very influential programs, and because people are well, plain blind stupid, um, they they mimic what they see on in La La Land. Nice and teach, you know, I mean, there are there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who don't realize that soap operas are, in fact, a scripted 
show. You know, there have been soap opera stars who have been attacked, threatened and murdered because of what their character did, because people can't tell reality from what they see on television. And it's the same in the paranormal community. You know, they see Zach wearing his stupid mask, fighting demons and throwing Aaron in, you know, to do to uh, almost like the bait, the lamb to the slaughter, and then they go and mimic it. That's not paranormal investigation, by the way. It's not even real paranormal phenomena, but people... What's the show? Actually, it was Ghost Bait or something? Yeah, there's been a show called Ghost Bait. Where they would take people with their biggest fears and they would just, like, duplicate it for them and make them do it? Yeah. Didn't we do that know. spirit quest once in search of fear? <laughs> okay. I yes, we did. I plead guilty. Yes, we that did. Was, that, was, that was the proof. Do you remember all the murdered children in the... Uh, that was you. You came up with that. <laughs> Actually, the thing I remember most about that was trying to get people to do Bloody Mary in front of the mirror. Yeah, why are we so reluctant to do that? That's so weird. They w- more than half the people would not do it. Mm. That that you know, in the twenty first century, it was like, hang on a minute, that's a bit odd. You know, the the you know, you normal grown up people will not do. You know, you won't stand there and say Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary three times into a mirror. They're very even the ones who do it are hesitant to. Yeah, they are. <laughs> that's you know. I, I think there's a, you know we are creatures of superstition, mm-hmm. and we remember these these superstitions, these stories, these boogeyman stories from from our childhood, and you know deep down they still play on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember I remember doing a paranormal study group I did uh, during COVID, in fact, and so it was on. Uh, uh, Zoom, so it was on Zoom. So it was, uh, you know, nobody was in the room. And this particular was on methods of divination. So I went to all different methods of divination. So I came up to one, uh, which is, I'm sure you're familiar, Charlie Charlie. Yeah. I had a woman actually, she stopped me and says, I'm sorry, but I can't do this. And, uh, uh, I'm going to have to leave this, the, the Zoom <clears throat> thing. And she left because of that Charlie Charlie. But if you don't know what Charlie Charlie is, basically you just put a pencil on top of a pencil and, and then you, well, whatever. You can look it up. It's easier, easier that way, better than I can explain it anyways. That's but, true. Yeah. And anything's better than what I can explain. <laughs> Probably the worst communicator in the world. But anyway. So, I mean, we do have this reluctance or fear of the paranormal. Um, you and I both experienced um, sudden, uh, what do you call it, uh, old hag syndrome or, or sleep, uh, what do you call it, paralysis. And, you know, it, even... I thought that was the coolest thing. That, yes, you know, we both did. We, I, we, I, I was so desperate for it to happen a second time. Yeah, I, I try to prolong it, but it, 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 it did have all those symptoms. And and for the beginning, of course, it's like a nightmare. You're a little hesitant, uh, not apprehensive, what's going on, and then till I realized what was going on, and then I was able to 
understand it. And I, I didn't, couldn't change it. It was still happening, but I understood it. So the, the fear there wasn't as it was, but you, you talk to people about that and they say, oh, that might be something, but it's not what happened to me. It's like the OBS, you know, 99% of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, well, uh, I mean, we are, you know, my daughter, who's getting married in a couple of weeks, a few weeks. Time. I know it. You and I, that's amazing. You're, I I'm, know, I know. Um, and, you know, she she started ghost hunting with me at age four. And nothing, you know, she was a little nervous sometimes in the dark, you know, in unfamiliar places, but she was never scared. <laughs> She would, you know, confront all of these situations. She's been to many of, you know, the top haunted attractions in the UK and has spent, you know, time with me in there um, and with other members of Parascience and loves it, loves the subject, but is petrified of moths. Of what? Moths. Moths? Yeah, really? Moths. Yeah, Nighttime, but she loves butterflies. Um, but nighttime butterflies, moths, they give her the absolute screaming heebie jeebies. Really, yep. Yeah. I, you know, I heard that they were the reincarnation of souls. I mean, that's one of the old wives' tales on, on what moths are. Uh, but you know, I mean, we each have not scary in any way and any how. No, but I, I suppose each of us has our fear and phobia. So many people have arachnophobia, of course. Oh, yeah. So many people I know have arachnophobia, which is a fear of spiders, of course. Is Clay listening anymore? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (gasps) It's a fear of everything, all things. There must be a word word for that. (laughs) But, you know, growing as you get older, you learn to, you know, face the fears down, deal with them. You know, as a kid, I didn't. You know, I, I was no fan of spiders. Um, but, you know, as you get older and you have children and you're the one that's got to deal with the spider that's got itself in the bath, um, you know, you realise it's a lot more scared of you than you are of it. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, apparently, my wife has, has said, I'm getting a spider for Christmas as a oh, pet. Very good. Oh, nice, nice uh, she doesn't mean a gar- She doesn't mean a garden spider either. Not tarantula. Um, no, no, not a tarantula. A jumping spider. Hmm, lovely. These are apparently all the rage. All the pet shops now sell them here in the UK. Hmm. So lucky. <laughs> anyway, and of yet, course it will give me, you know, it will give the cats endless hours of pleasure. But you get people who do uh, paranormal investigating or ghost hunting, and they're absolutely oh, scared what? of everything. Yeah. I mean, do you know, whenever I do an interview, it's still one of the, there are certain key questions. You know, have you ever been scared? Yeah, exactly. It's one of them. You know, what's the scariest thing that you've, well, honestly. Doing this interview with you. <laughs> honestly, I don't get scared. Um, but then you get this, uh, you see it on television as well. The, the, they encounter an apparition or something falls or there's a loud, and they all run away. You know, these people who are there to investigate the phenomena, mm-hmm. when something happens, they run away. And the then classic, they say the classic run, dude, run. And then they say afterwards, 
that was the coolest thing. I was so scared, I yeah. pooped my pants. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a strange world we live in. Stuff you know, I, I remember doing a public event with uh, Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, uh, if anybody remembers him. And there was a I lady. Is he still alive? Uh, he's out there somewhere. Oh. And there was a there was a lady, a member of the public, who'd come along to uh, participate. I think it was a first ghost hunt, and she was beside herself with fear. And Kieran was getting more and more, you know, concerned, um, and saying that you know we should intervene, take her out of the situation. I would, she'll kill you if you do. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason she's here is to have the big Jesus scared out of her. And she's doing it for, you know, she's had the big Jesus completely scared out of her. Moreover, it's good for us because it has a knock-on effect through the other participants in the in the event. Because if one or two people start to become, I mean, obviously you would step in if somebody was, you know, if their welfare or well-being was being affected mm -hmm. uh, detrimentally. But if they're just having a bloody good scare, then that's why they're there. And, of course, once one goes down, they go like dominoes. So I said to, I, you know, Kieran was on the point of pulling her out, and I went, don't you dare. She'll kill you, and then I'll kill you as well. <laughs> For ruining the night for everybody. Yeah, and she said afterwards, you know, she said afterwards, she left early and then, you know, uh, then wrote to us the next day saying what a wonderful time she'd had. And she'd never been so frightened in her life. Mm. You know, in, in... Isn't that why people went to see The Exorcist? I mean, do you remember the trailers for The Exorcist where the camera was on the audience? Oh, yeah. And I think they did it with the Blair Witch as well. You know, they, they wheeled they a few people around. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, they would put the camera on the audience and watch people, like, shrinking behind the seats and hiding behind one another. And, you know, you too can experience the this extreme level of fear. Just come and see the movie. And they flock to it in the thousands. Oh, don't you see that? Don't you remember the old movies when they used to have the disclaimers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, nowadays, the disclaimers. Yeah, but have you seen the sort of rubbish disclaimers they have nowadays? Warning: yeah, This program sensitive. may contain mild violence and sexual themes. Might be sensitive. Warning: This packet of nuts may contain nuts. Mm. Yeah, one of the best. I've actually seen that. Remember the? You ever see the movie The Blob? Yes. I love, the, I love those in the movie movies. in the movie theater <laughs> in a lake of risk. I love all those old B movies. I oh damn, we gotta go anyway. I wouldn't mind. We should do a yeah. show on the old B movies. Yeah, we should. Actually, there's so many good ones actually that were really great. But anyways, uh, we never, do. I, I never look at ants the same way after watching them. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> They weren't that big. <laughs> I remember going out into the Mojave Desert and seeing some ants and thinking, it's those stomp. Where's the uh, Anyways, uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick. We're here on Tungenet Radio. Stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation when I will be joined by Leslie Martin and uh, Sue and Doug Brown, who accompanied me on the investigation we did uh, this past Sunday. And we're going to talk about that. Don't forget to say hi to them from me. I will. 
Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And also, uh, you will, won't you? They're members of the, I will, the members of the uh, Red Light Seance Circle. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So uh, stay tuned uh, right after the show for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. If you can't stick around for it, you can also catch it on podcasts as well. Um, but anyways, we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Mimrack Street, Blue in Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And don't forget, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st, Spirit Quest, uh, the paranormal. This one year is Beyond the Veil, so check it out. It's a event we do every year. Indiegoesproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and the details are there. Uh, so hope to see you there. And, and if you are listening to uh, the show after this one, do please write um, and let me know if Ron does remember to say hi to Leslie, Doug, and Sue. Do they know who you are? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. <laughs> so don't forget, we're brought to you by Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Become a member. Well, good night, everyone. God bless, and uh, see you next week. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.